This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, host of the Her Self-Expression podcast and Woman's Life Transition Coach. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her self-expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their life journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently and successfully take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you to consider. Do you have sabotaging behaviors? Do you self-sabotage your success? Do you show up confidently in your own life? Well, my guest today is Julie DeLuca Collins, a business and life strategy coach, speaker, and author. She's going to talk with me today about how we can use tiny habits and our mindset to overcome the sabotaging behaviors that prevent us from confidently showing up in our life. This is really important to me because I really suffered from this in my past. I want all women to know that consistent action and support can allow them to become the confident CEO of their life and business. Julie is the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services, the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast and her weekly radio show, Confident You featured on a global talk radio network. As a business and life strategist coach, Julie helps women business owners launch or grow their businesses, get clients, be productive, and achieve their dreams. Julie helps her clients create simple habits to achieve goals and change lives. Julie is also a best-selling author of the newly released book, Confident You. Simple Habits to Live the Life You've Imagined. She's a sought-after public speaker, trainer, and course creator. She is certified as a coach in cognitive behavioral techniques, holistic coaching, and tiny habits. She is also certified, boy, get this, social-emotional learning facilitator, that's a mouthful, and has completed her 200-hour yoga teacher certification. She enjoys helping her clients build mental fitness and improve their mindset to be at peak performance. Julie has been honored with the 25 Most Powerful Minority Women in Business Award by the Minority Enterprise Executive Council in Washington, D.C. Julie and her podcast co-host producer husband Dan reside in Vernon, Connecticut, with their fur babies, Jogi Bear, Junior, and Simba. If you want to feel empowered, stop sabotaging yourself, and confidently move forward, then listen to our conversation. 
Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here, and I'm so looking forward to your topic. Beverly, thank you so much for having me. I, I don't know who you were talking about just now, and I, I, <laughs> I just kept thinking, wow, well, that's a lot. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't submit that to people anymore. That's too much. <laughs> but isn't that how we work as women? We, yes. we want to diminish who we are at times because we think it's too much. But I, I'm going to own it. I'm going to take up space today. Well, I think sometimes, too, on the flip side, we think we need to list so much to <laughs> prove something, to prove that we are equal to men equal to others. I think I think you can see both sides to that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that that's one of the reasons that we have to test it out and work through mm -hmm. it and give ourselves credit when credit is due, but also remind ourselves that we're just okay the way we are. Yes. And we are worthy. We are worthy. So, so good. And again, thank you so much for having me on the show. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, you're so welcome. So your my audience can get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey to empowerment? Sure. You know, I started like many women. I started and I decided I was going to be a teacher. I came from a family of educators and... That was something that I just thought, okay, well, great. I love it. And and I went to school for education and it was great. I, I'd worked with kindergarten kids, pre-K. Then I moved to middle school and there was something that wasn't 100% satisfying for as much as I love teaching. Mm -hmm. And I work, I, I love the kids and my students. And I happened to be at the right place at the right time. I was hired by an educational company. And I started to grow through the ranks of the educational company. I started to grow through the ranks in which I was working in as a center director. I was a tutoring company, so I was a center director. I worked with parents. I hired teachers. I helped to provide academic support to students. Loved it. Mm -hmm. And as I continued to find success, this company does a really great job at promoting people from the inside. And I started to grow through the ranks of the company. And I had some phenomenal opportunities overall. Later on, I eventually reached the executive team of the company. And I was definitely fortunate to have had some great experience, mentors, training. I became very well-versed in running mm -hmm. a business, growing a business, and going from someone who was just part of a team to actually leading a team and doing so very mm -hmm. well. I eventually transitioned to working for another company very similar, and they had a goal of expanding out of New York City. And because of my expertise and background, I was able to take them and successfully grow that company outside of New York City into several different states in which we successfully were able to launch and, again, create multi-million dollar revenue for the organization. It Beautiful. was a great ride. I was there for 12 years. I also had experience in speaking at national conferences and training and a lot of different things. But certainly there was a passion for being able to support other women throughout my mm -hmm. career as a boss, as a leader, as a mentor. I found a lot of women that would say, 
oh, I wish I could do what you're doing. You're so confident. Mm -hmm. And there is a level of confidence, of course. However, sure. the one thing that really has allowed me to grow and continue to move forward and achieve things is the fact that I work very hard at having the right habits that allow me to feel more confident and to be successful when you don't feel the confidence at all. And sometimes we right. need to just be able to have that. I also, this is one of the reasons I got the training in cognitive behavioral techniques, because as a cognitive behavioral techniques coach, we are able to then identify what are the thoughts, right? that are driving the emotions that are then creating the actions that get us the results that we have in our lives. So I want to mm -hmm. break this down for your listeners, Beverly, because okay. many of us don't understand that we think something happened and we just acted a certain way. It's mm -hmm. coming from the fact that if we acted a certain way is because we were feeling something. And so for instance, if I get cut someone cuts me off in traffic and mm -hmm. I become very angry and then I start driving a little more, you know, tense, then my result is going to be that my drive is going to be not a very pleasant one. Sure. So again, there's so many in different instances in which what we're thinking also, maybe, you know, someone says something to us and we think, oh, that person is mad at me, but maybe that person didn't even intend anything by it. But then we begin to like, oh, they're mad at me. What did I do? And then maybe we become defensive in how we interact with them in our next interaction, right? So all mm -hmm. of that are the things that begin to sabotage us. And what I found in my career and in working with women is that this is such a normal, and it's not just for women, but typically that's who I like to work with the most. This is something mm -hmm. very common and it's something that trips us up and it keeps us from finding the success and it keeps us from being able to be the best version of ourselves. So true. So true. When I, when I came up in the corporate world, this is a long time ago, women didn't help other women, didn't support other mm -hmm. women, didn't want them to grow. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe in the theory of abundance that there is so much for all of us. Yeah. But what do you think is the key to the empowerment journey of a woman? We, first of all, I, I want to address something that you just said, because I think that to an extent, and, and I've, I've been able to go back and, and look at this in a very neutral manner, I, at the beginning of my career, when I felt myself competing and I felt myself not being enough, I was not a very supportive boss to the first oh, people that, me too. That, that were my subordinates. And that was part of that sabotaging behavior from thinking that I needed to be competitive, that I needed to be something else. And, and when I realized that there is enough for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I had a, I had a, I had a mentor once tell me your job as a boss is to train your replacement, which becomes mm -hmm. very scary to that. think, Oh no, they want my job. But the reality is that when you allow yourself to share, to give, to support others, 
then there is something so much better for you and you can move on. It allows you to move on to the next place. And I think that for many women, when we start to realize that we work better together, the African Mm -hmm. proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you, if you want to go far, go together. And I think that this is a lot of what we're seeing, that it's not mm-hmm. about competition, but it's really about the collaboration that allows us to show up, allows us to showcase who we are. And ultimately, I, I may not be every, everybody's cup of tea, but I hope that there's something that in collaborating with you and collaborating with others, I support you. And therefore, mm-hmm. we continue to move forward. And then the person that needs my cup of tea will come to me, right? And that's mm-hmm. really the shift in the paradigm that we're having. Yes, I so agree. I think that there's there's not one solution to everyone's personality and need. Mm-hmm. And I think that different people have expertise in different areas and different strengths, So if someone comes to me and has a particular issue that I'm not skilled at, I can refer them to somebody I know. And that's one of the things I'm so passionate about building a network of strong women. Mm -hmm. But going back to this women supporting women, my experience was that women who were entrepreneurs were much more supportive of each other than women in a corporate environment. Did you see that? And do you see it now? I, I do see it in some ways. I think that the the, okay. the mentality has changed somewhat and, and, and a lot actually in, in the corporate environment. I think that people are seeing more options. They're seeing each other more as support systems as opposed to competitors. And mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, I think by default, because you have to be strappy. You have to kind of do it all, wear multiple hats. It becomes mm-hmm. easy and it lends itself for you to collaborate more. But mm-hmm. what I'm seeing now, and, and I am so fortunate in Connecticut where I live, I am involved in a non-for-profit organization, United Way, and we have a great affinity group of strong, independent, intelligent women in Many walks of life, many corporate careers, but we really love to collaborate and help to support and and, and, and enrich each other by just Mm -hmm. being there. And I think that that's a lot of what's changing as well. And we know that the more that we have togetherness, the more that we can accomplish. And I think that we're seeing that in the past few years, too. Absolutely. And kind of on a side note to that. I created two different support groups, one on Facebook called the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood and one on LinkedIn called the Her Self-Expression Network. And Mm. the idea behind these is women helping women on their journey to empowerment and being able to converse and share about what's going on and being transparent and vulnerable. So good. And I think that we need a network. And and I love both names. We need that Mm -hmm. network that it's sort of like, who do I know? Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I have a need and there's got to be someone here that can either help me solve that need or Mm -hmm. 
can introduce me to the person who can. And when it comes to mm-hmm. sisterhood, I love the picture of that as well because it reminds me of the traveling pan sisterhood, the where we kind of mm-hmm. link arms together and move forward, right? And we we're yes. going to go above and beyond for those sisters. So that's so such great environment. And for anyone who's not in your community, I'm going to encourage you to go and sign up and get together and link arms and find the right network of people who can be there in this journey because we can't do it alone. And I think that that's what's happened so many for so many years. Everybody was doing their own thing, rowing and not getting right. very far. And I think COVID kind of exasperated that when it mm-hmm. created this feeling of aloneness um, yeah. as well. Yeah, For sure. My word for the year is connection. And one of the oh, reasons beautiful. that I wanted that word is because I found myself last year at the end of last year. And I thought, you know, I talked to a lot of people. I'm connected in a lot of ways, but I'm not connected in ways that are necessarily meaningful. So my goal is to try yes. to make the meaningful interactions with people that it is something that it's not just a passing, hey, how are you? Or, oh, nice to see you and talk to you online. But it's really mm-hmm. diving a little deeper because that's what we all crave as human beings. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We have the need to belong. And when we connect with others in a real clear way, then we are also filling our cup and belonging. Yes, so true. So, you have a concept called tiny habits and what is that and how do you use it to lead to productivity? Well, I'm glad you asked. I will say I can't take credit for the concept. It is not my concept at all. It is actually tiny habits is something, it is a book. Number one, you can get the book anywhere online. It is written by Dr. BJ Fogg. And Dr. Fogg is one of the world's leading researchers when it comes to habits. He is the founder of the Stanford University Behavioral Lab. Now, I have read all the books on habits. It's something that it's, I've been on the quest my whole life. I need to get better habits. And it wasn't until I read Tiny Habits that I thought, oh, this totally makes sense now. And it really was so impactful for me that I decided to go through the certification process to become a Tiny oh, Habits coach. Okay. And the way the Tiny Habits, the framework is that research, and again, Dr. Fogg has done all this research for all his career, is that behavior change and your brain changes when you feel good. And think mm-hmm. about when we do something and maybe we don't measure up or we mess up. Or we started this new habit of going to the gym in January 1st, and we're all going to go all in. And then all of a sudden we don't go and then we feel bad and then we don't go and we feel bad or it's terrible and we lose our motivation and then we stop going and we can't get the habit going, right? So that's why we can't grow the habit. Number one, because we're relying on motivation and motivation is not something that we can rely on in order to create a habit, number one. Number two, also when we're beating ourselves up and telling ourselves that we're terrible, we're never going to be able to do this, then also our brain is like, yeah, you're right, we can't do it. And then it gives up. So, and that's how we sabotage ourselves. So the concept of tiny habits is that your behavior, right, is going to be something that you can create as long as you can automate it. Our brains are programmed to automate most everything that we do, right? We don't have to breathe mm-hmm. and think, oh, 
Do I need to take a breath? No, it just happens automatically. The same thing with a lot of the things, you know, like I was thinking, I, so I'll give an example. Today, I, I was cleaning our bathroom yesterday and I moved, I have two bottles, a soap bottle and I have a moisturizer bottle right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And when I put them back, I put the moisturizer bottle typically where the soap goes. So all day today, when I'm washing my hands, I'm moisturizing them first. And I'm thinking, oh, and it's such automation. It's an easy automation that we're doing. Like I just go directly to where it is. It's, It's a sign, right? So when you're trying to create a new habit, it is very important, number one, to find the areas of your life where you already have an automation. Once you pick up that automation, you pair up the desired behavior to that automation and you you create a tiny habit recipe. Mm-hmm. When you are starting too big, right? And sometimes we go big or go home, but that is a detriment because it sabotages us because our brain is relying on motivation to do that. So I'll give you an example. As a business and life strategy coach, many of my clients are working through productivity. They want to have a habit of being more productive when it comes to their time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I ask them to do is that when they come to their desk, right, that's the prompt. They have they automatically have to come work at their spot. Then the Uh behavior is they open their calendar. Now, they're not looking to to rewire their calendar, make plans, or start getting really engaged and involved in that. What all I'm asking them to do is the tiny behavior of opening up their calendar. And then here is the key where you make your brain feel good. You celebrate that. You sell, oh, I opened my calendar. That was all I was trying to do. And then what happens is your brain starts to wire that behavior in because it's paired up with another anchor moment or a prompt where you are then able to create more automations and keep going from there. The key is that a lot of people really think that I'm going to start work out for an hour, but if you've never been walking for an hour, then you're not going to do it. So maybe Mm -hmm. you have your cup of coffee and after your cup of coffee, you put your gym shoes on and then you celebrate. Oh, I got my gym shoes on. (laughs) So at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you can go back and say, oh, I was successful. I put my gym shoes on. If you went for your walk, that's a bonus. But you're mm-hmm. always going for that low-hanging fruit of at least achieving that one thing. And then mm-hmm. you are always successful, which allows you to then keep showing up, keep growing your habit and letting that gra- habit grow like a plant. But you're never giving up on the idea that you are already successful because you accomplished that tiny step. I see. Now, I think that a number of women suffer from fear of success Mm. and fear of failure that can kind of set them up. (laughs) What do you suggest that they do to combat those fears or to turn those fears into something more positive? Well, you know, one of the things that I I want people to know is that, number one, all of us, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be Elon Musk. You can be Jennifer Lopez. All of us have this internal judge. This internal Mm -hmm. judge is your master saboteur. It Mm -hmm. is something that is constantly compels you to find your faults 
in yourself and your conditions and others and the circumstances. And we have this programming that is always running in the background for us. So when we have this fear of success or this fear of failure, we typically have this saboteur running in, mm-hmm. in the program in the background and saying, oh, you don't want to be successful because, you know, what if you can't measure up or you have that imposter syndrome that starts to wear up or in the, in, in the flip side of the coin, oh, who are you to, to do this? You'll never succeed. You're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. Number first and foremost is to identify your judge in that master saboteur. Okay. Second, I want you to think about what are your other accomplices to your judge? Because there's other saboteurs and I'm going to go through them real quickly for you. But so your other saboteurs could be the avoider, the person that is going to avoid the task that maybe Mm -hmm. is often looking for the pleasant stuff, but not the unpleasant stuff and avoids the difficult tasks. You also have the controller saboteur, the ones that is basically needs to take charge. And if you're not in control, then forget it. It's not for you. You also have your hyper achiever. Uh, Hello, that would be me. Someone who is always looking to have that performance and achieve and have external success. Then there's the hyper rational, which really focuses on the process of everything. And especially in relationships, you're always trying to rationalize things, but you're really impatient with emotions. You have your pleaser. This is, I would say, a very common saboteur for many women. The pleaser, the one that always compels you to say yes, even if it's at your own detriment. And it's always telling you that you have to, you know, you're going to be defined by the no that you're saying to someone. So you better say yes. You don't want to be that person. Then there's the restless, the one that is never satisfied with their at or they're working toward a goal and it's getting (laughs) hard. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to go do that now. Right. Mm -hmm. That's another way that you sabotage yourself. Then there's the stickler. Mm -hmm. The stickler says, this is how it's done. This is how we're going to do it. It can't be done any other way. And you take things too far and it makes you and others around you really anxious and uptight. And last but not least, we have your victim. And the victim Mm -hmm. is like, woe is me. Everything is happening for me. And you tell people, hey, I this terrible thing happened to me because you need to get the attention of others in, in particularly, you know, and you really, again, sabotage yourself when we have all these things running in the background. So I want people to start to really be able to identify these. And these saboteurs, this is from the Positive Intelligence Mental Fitness Program that right. I also incorporate into the coaching that I do with my clients. And really being able to identify who your saboteurs are and understanding. Mm-hmm. So for me, a hyperachiever or the restless, right? Because I, the restless mm-hmm. saboteur is another big one for me. I know that because I tend to be very squirrely and focus on other things, I am going to have to create habits that keep me grounded, that mm-hmm. keep me in the moment and that keep me happy and feel that I'm being successful, So again, Mm -hmm. I open my calendar in the mornings and I write my dates and all I'm doing is writing my date. And then I go and I review other stuff. But it's very Mm -hmm. important to be able to be aware of that so that you understand and you start to normalize when your judge is saying to you, you're not good enough. You'll never make it. Who are you to think you Mm -hmm. can do that? Or this has to be just right or it's not going to work. These things 
when you become aware of that, then you are able to say, oh, I hear you, saboteur. I hear you, but I'm going to keep going or I'm going to keep trying or it's okay if it's not perfect. Or you know what? I'm allowed to say no to someone. When you start to acknowledge the saboteurs as opposed to ignoring them and suppressing them, then you're going to be able to then create more expansion and create more ability to understand that they're there and then find that sage inside you and find mm-hmm. the sage that finds deals with an open mind and things, right? Mm-hmm. Is able to also innovate, create, have gratitude for the circumstances. And that's what's going to help you stop sabotaging yourself and stick to those tiny habits that will help you grow. Yeah, I absolutely love that program. I think the thing I love most about it is that it creates new pathways in the brain to sustain long-term change versus many of the programs I've gone to, you get real excited about it. You come home from it. You're eager to implement. And then about two to three weeks later, you're right back to the same old behavior. Absolutely. So I I really love that problem. I love that. And I love that you said that it creates lasting change and it's creating your ability to, again, learn the tools that it's not just, okay, this is a fad and it goes away, but it's something that Mm -hmm. you can use in moments to feel peaceful, more in the moment and aware and find the gifts that every situation has. Absolutely. Well, Julie, I think this is a great time to take a quick break. Everyone, please stay tuned and we'll be right back in a moment when Julie will share her three actionable tips to help you find perspective and create change. We'll be right back. Hi, beautiful. Beverly Price here again. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Are you or is anyone you know stuck carrying the life-numbing emotional baggage after your divorce? I call this the divorce hangover. Whether you are newly divorced or divorced many years ago, this happens. Do you want more, want to feel happy, worthy, confident, and successful, want to move on? Many women invest in attorneys and accountants, but ignore their emotional recovery. Some because they don't feel like they deserve it. Others won't invest in themselves like we do for others. And others decide just to stuff their emotions and trudge through life. If this sounds like you, or someone you know, and you want more out of life, then my Divorce Recovery Coaching Program may be just the answer. With one-on-one personal support, we'll work together to cure your divorce hangover with a customized solution. Join hundreds of women that have walked through divorce with me to the other side. Schedule a free confidential divorce recovery breakthrough session to learn more and say yes to thriving for your lifetime. The link to schedule this session will be in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back. So Julie, what three actionable steps would you give to the woman in our audience about habits and productivity? Sure. So one of the biggest things that I'm going to encourage your listeners is as far as habits, Again, start small. 
Begin to identify Mm -hmm. the areas in your life in which you already have some of the automations for your life. Start to think about, you know, what is it that I want to create? What is it that I want to accomplish? What is your aspiration? For instance, I'll give you an example again for my life. I want to be able to drink more water every day. That was my aspiration. Mm -hmm. But what I was finding is that I would fill up my water bottle and I wouldn't get through it. Or I even wouldn't fill out the water bottle because I would think, oh my God, it's going to be so much, so overwhelming to drink my water. Something Mm -hmm. so silly, right? But it's happened to many of us, right? Now, Mm -hmm. what I started to do is I started to look at where the automation currently in my life is. So the automation for me is I have to let my dogs out, right? Those three little dogs Mm -hmm. we talked about, I have to let them out every single day. So my recipe for drinking my water, my tiny habit recipe is when I let my dogs out, I fill up my water bottle because the door where I let them out is next to the sink in my house. So it'd be, and, and all I am doing is filling up the water bottle. I am not drinking the water. I am not doing anything else other than filling it up. And once I do that, the next step is I celebrate. I give myself a thumbs up. I don't have a party. And this is where many people get stuck, Beverly. But I want to encourage mm-hmm. your listeners. Think about, you know, when you get good news and you smile or you hear that song in the radio that just lights you up. Just think of that and do that quick action. And that counts for your celebration. And once you celebrate, that it becomes idea. an automation for you. So that's the first thing. You don't have to fill up your water bottle, but think of what is it that you aspire to do, number one. Number two, find that anchor moment, create the behavior, and celebrate it. So that's my first tip for the listeners. My second tip for the listeners is there is some, the concept of the gap and the gain. And I believe is Dan Sullivan, who is the author of the book, and I could be wrong, I'd have to look it up, but... The gap in the gain is a concept that's very important. And if you're an entrepreneur or even if you're in a career career woman, I want you to think about where are you living? Are you living in the gap of life or are you living in the gain? So for instance, Mm. when I started my business, when when I left corporate America and I started my business, oh my gosh, I wanted to be at, you know, half a million dollar salary right away. Like, let's make half a million dollar in this business, right? And when I started, I didn't get there. And I'm still a work in progress toward that, or let's say a million dollar for that matter, right? Right. When I concentrate on the fact that I am in this process and I am not there yet, I'm living in the gap. And that, again, is creating the feelings of not measuring up. Your saboteurs are going to come up. And that's when you retract because you're going to feel sorry for yourself. You're going to say all the things Mm -hmm. that you're programmed to say to yourself, right? Oh, I'm not good enough. I'll never make it. I'm this. However, living in the game is knowing like, hey, when I started, I didn't have any clients. And today... I have a handful or 10 clients or 20 clients, or let's talk about weight loss, right? Many of us say, I want to lose 20 pounds. And you, you know, you've lost maybe two pounds, but you fit into a smaller size jean. That's the gain. Live in that gain. Celebrate the win. 
And then just concentrate on that win and what, where you are right now, as opposed to noticing where you're not, where you haven't arrived, where you haven't become. So live in the gap and the gain, because that's going to help your mindset. Your brain is going to continue to change if it's feeling good. And for as long as you're living in that gap, you're never going to be able to create the behavior and the movement forward to your goals and dreams. So that is my second tip. Okay. Third tip is very, very simple. And I have to say that this is something that I highly recommend for others is you've heard it before, not from me, but from all the gurus. And it's, it's true. Gratitude. Gratitude is another way. It's part of that gap in the gain, but also outside of what you're trying to accomplish, outside of what you're trying to be, I want you to look around and say, wow. I am so grateful for, but think about the different things that are so minuscule because we take for granted so many different things. We take for granted all of the things that are outside of ourselves and an attitude of gratitude is something that can keep you grounded. It can keep you in the moment and will also remind you that just because maybe we're not where we want to be, there's so much that we are so grateful for. And pick one thing, and that that could be your tiny habit recipe. When you hit your head on the pillow, right, that night, then think one thing that you're going to be grateful for that you did. I often refer to my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Not my to-do list, but my to-do list. I usually say, you know, I'm so grateful for the things that I was able to do. I was able to talk to Beverly today. I also spoke to my friend Brendan today. I worked with XYZ client. So whatever it is, find the things that you're grateful for. I had a great conversation today, whatever it is. Oh my goodness. I had that great peanut butter sandwich too for lunch, right? Whatever. Find something that you're grateful for because that's going to keep you positive and it's going to continue to move you forward and in the right mindset to get to the dreams that you've accomplished or you want to set out for yourself. Beautiful. I I actually believe that gratitude is the foundation of women's empowerment and the mm-hmm. foundation of positive thinking because I don't think you can be thinking negative while you're practicing gratitude. Absolutely. And I encourage my clients on their to-do list to list three things they're grateful for every day. Oh, um, it's so wise that you let them do that. that. Yeah. It's so it's so foundational and and brain science mm-hmm. will tell you again, happiness is not about what we accumulate, but it's about knowing that you know, there's always a gift in the circumstances and the people and the relationships, and that can help us move forward. I'm actually listening to the book. It's it's called The Book of Joy by the Dalai Lama and by Desmond, Reverend Desmond Tutu. And it's so beautiful that, you know, here are two very um, prominent faith leaders, yet they also had many things that they overcame, but gratitude was one of the foundational things that allow them to continue to move forward, lead their flock, right. and leave such a great impact on the world. Absolutely. So, and thank you for those tips. So how do you think taking these tips, using these tips, impacts a woman's journey from self-expression to confidence and self-empowerment? 
Sure. You know, I think that the more that we find the evidence, right, that we are capable. There are going to be times in which confidence is not about just putting on your favorite outfit and putting the red lipstick that you can rock. But confidence Mm -hmm. is about knowing that no matter where we are in the journey, we showed up. That Mm -hmm. we are still, like Brene Brown talks about being in the ring. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we avoid being in the ring at times. We avoid showing up. But knowing that we are coming in, in that mindset, right? The habits, when, you, when everything, because you're not going to be able to control everything around you. But what you can control is how you react, how you're going to think, how you're going to act. So these things are very crucial to building your confidence. You're going to know that no matter what life throws at you, you're going to be able to do it in the best way possible. You know, fear and and think about i'm going to use an analogy my friend shared this analogy and i think it's so brilliant think about a boxing ring fear and confidence are fighting right mm, and when fear and confidence are fighting and you are right the person in the middle of the ring just remind yourself that in order for confidence to win you have to tell yourself i I'm going to feel the fear and fight it, but I'm going to go anyway, because this is how I want to feel at the end of that battle. So if you want to feel confident, if you want to feel proud, if you want to do this, then be willing to be in that ring, be willing to take a step and to know that that's going to be present. Beautiful. I I love the fact that you brought up showing up. I always think of it as I want to be a participant in life rather than an observer. And mm. and I just, I think showing up is so important to everything we do. Yeah. And sometimes so Julie, people don't show up because of fear. And that's the yes. first, the first step is acknowledge that, you know what, we're going to feel fear anyway. Our brain is programmed to feel the fear, but show up. Even if you decide you're going to show up, it, it's going to make a difference. And that's going to increase your it confidence. Is. Yeah. It's going to make you feel so much better. So, Julie, how can our listeners find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Julie DeLuca Collins, and that's DeLuca with two C, and all of the platforms. So you can find me on TikTok. I don't dance, but I talk on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Twitter is probably not where you're going to find me. But you can find okay. me on all the platform, the social platforms. You can connect with me at goconfidentlycoaching.com. That is my website. Okay. You can have all the information if you're interested in, in doing the five-day free, five-day tiny habits challenge. If you want to learn tiny habits, the Tiny Habits Academy, we run a challenge weekly. It's free. It's five minutes a day. And we don't try to sell you anything. But if you just want to learn the framework, you're going to have myself and Dr. B.J. Fogg help you walk you through the process in five days. And again, it takes five minutes a day. If you go to goconfidentlycoaching.com forward slash quick links, you can sign up there for free. Perfect. And that's where you can find me. Perfect. And I encourage everybody to go there and find Julie. Julie, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really enjoyed our time together. All of Julie's information will be available in the show notes to the podcast. Thank you, Beverly. Oh, sure. Absolutely. To get to where Julie describes, we need willingness, strength, and work. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength 
to come together to make our empowerment journey complete. Thank you for being with Julie and me on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope you can see the direct connection between tiny habits and showing up and empowerment. I love connecting you with incredible women that can provide actionable steps for you to take on your journey. You can find our podcast through links at Apple, Spotify, Google, Podopolo, and more. So please download the episode and share it with your friends so we can help other women and bring you even more interesting topics and more impactful guests. Remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to navigating life's changes to self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to go it alone. No matter where you are on your journey, I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.